Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. I'm your host, Mindy McCulley, Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Sandra Baston, Extension Professor in Food and Nutrition. Welcome, Sandra. Well, thanks for having me today, Mindy. I tell you, I'm excited to talk about the importance of breakfast today because I know that I need to remember that we need to start the day with a healthy breakfast. Let's just jump right into it. Why is breakfast important? Well, breakfast is a great way to get the day going. If you think about it, you've been asleep all night. Your body has slowed down. It hasn't hasn't needed a whole lot of nutrients. But now you're waking that body back up. And, uh, you know, the brain needs nutrients to, to think. The body needs nutrients to be able to walk and talk. And so it is a great way to re-energize our bodies for the day. And for some, breakfast also creates a habit or tradition. And um, whether it's cooking with a loved one or going out to eat, you know, breakfast is really versatile in the foods that you consume and when you can have breakfast. You can have breakfast any day or any time of the day, but, you know, it's usually consumed in the morning. So what's the best way to have breakfast? Um, and it starts in the morning with uh, nutrient-dense foods. And I like to talk a little bit about how breakfast will help our bodies during the day. Ah, and you mentioned those nutrient-dense foods. So tell me, what does that mean? Nutrient-dense foods are foods that provide vitamins and minerals and things like antioxidants and other nutrients that provide us with health benefits. And the consumption of these over the period of the day instead of just in one meal is really great. So it improves overall nutrient intake and improves well-being if we get part of that in breakfast. So most people have three, three meals a day or two meals a day. And so if we spread that out by having breakfast, we can have a third of our nutrient-dense foods there, a third of them during lunch, a third of them in dinner. And then our body is fueled more efficiently. And I have found that when I take the time to eat a nice nutrient-dense breakfast, then I am able to focus better throughout the morning. And I'm a morning person anyway, but I'm really much more effective and efficient when I eat a good breakfast. This is exactly right. Research has always told us that, and it's why we have the breakfast program for schools. If our tummies are full and our body is fueled, we are happier, we are more focused, we are more efficient in our thinking process. And so it just makes sense not to skip breakfast. It's easy to skip breakfast when we're really busy and If we're getting the kids ready for the day, we may be packing lunches. We may be getting our our bag filled with what we need to take for the day. We may be taking care of a lot of different people, or we may not be morning people. And so we want to sleep later, or we may have gone and worked out and we grabbed something really quick. But in my mind, breakfast is a really important part of the day. And even if it's a, a 
I'm going to give you some tips at the end here, but even if it's something small, it's better than nothing. Oh, yes, I agree with that. So how can we evaluate whether we're eating a healthy breakfast or not? Well, there's lots of different um, breakfast uh, breakfast foods and non-traditional breakfast foods. But in the American diet, a lot of breakfast lacks um, important nutrients. And since that nutritious breakfast helps us with energy and uh, those nutrient-dense foods that we need, we need to kind of think about what is it that we want to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, And, you know, I'm a planner, so I like to kind of think, well, how active am I going to be today or inactive? Where am I going to be? How busy am I going to be? Do I need something quick for breakfast? And how can I make that healthy? And maybe something, you know, I can make a nice meal for dinner. Like this morning, I was really busy. And so I threw a bunch of fruits and a little uh, peach ice cream in season. So I put a little of that peach ice cream in, which I love, and a whole bunch of fruits and a little milk and made me a smoothie and out the door I went. Okay. So that took me very little time to make, but it was all nutrient-dense foods, very little fat in there, no sugar except for the natural sugar from the fruits. So there are ways that you can find to make that fast. I also like to make my own breakfast bars because I have a good recipe and they're easy to wrap and keep. And so there's another really fast way to grab a glass of milk and a glass of juice and a breakfast bar and you've you've got a nutrient-dense meal. That's great. And you don't, uh, if you've make, made it yourself, then you don't have to worry about those. Right. Right? right. And, you know, you don't have time to do that all the time, but it's a, it's a good way to, it's a habit. It's like anything else. If you want to get into a habit of doing something, you have to do it over and over again. And then you, you naturally do it or you make the time to do it. Most of our breakfasts, if you think about in Kentucky, you know, my grandmother made biscuits and gravy and eggs and bacon every morning. Right. And that's definitely not a nutrient-dense meal. It's mostly fat and carbohydrate. And although it filled us up and made us feel very happy, you know, I always got that little mid-morning slump um, because it was so high in the nutrients that I didn't need. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the things that we suggest is that we should consume more fruits and vegetables all throughout the day. But there are some things, you know, there are some ways that we can include those fruits and vegetables in our um, breakfast. We should be thinking about doing that. I know at my house, we like to have oatmeal for breakfast, but we always throw in a handful of blueberries because blueberries are a great way to start the day and, and they taste good in that oatmeal but they're also good for us, right? Right. And I always say, well, throw in a a hand of nuts too, because those are high in those phytochemicals and antioxidants. And there's a lot of research out there with like walnuts and almonds that that they have some types of nutrients or or, um, ingredient that will help us stave off, you know, some chronic diseases. So and they also have a little protein too, right? Oh, yes. Yes, they're, they're really great. There are some nuts that are higher in fat that you maybe don't want to eat as often as others. But boy, some of them are just really high in, in um, those nutrient-dense ingredients. What are some ways that we can include more fruits and vegetables in our breakfast? Well, remember that fruits and vegetables are low in saturated fatty acids. They're, there's no added sugar to them and they're low in sodium. But they're a great source of fiber and vitamins and minerals, 
and calcium and potassium and folate. And I could go on and on about many nutrients that some of us are um, low in. If, if you'll try to um, incorporate fruits and vegetables that you like in your breakfast, you're more likely to stick with it. Okay, good. So what are your favorite ways to incorporate fruits and vegetables in breakfast? Well, I love fresh fruit in season, especially if I can go to the farmer's market. Oh, yes. I think if you find vegetables that you really like, you can, uh, I have in the freezer little containers of mushrooms, peppers, and carrots. That's, those are my three favorites. Okay. Besides leafy greens. And so they're in little containers. They're already sautéed. And I can make an omelet faster than you can say <laughs> the <goose. laughs> Because I have those types of things ready. So that's how you can start to think, well, what could I use? Salsa is a great thing to add. Yes. It's already prepared. If we're talking about eggs, some people want to have eggs all day. And you don't have to necessarily fry an egg. You can scramble it. You can poach it. I have a wonderful... It's just a, a small microwavable dish that I, I crack the egg in, I cover it, I put it in the microwave, and a minute later I have a poached egg. Yes. My favorite way to take that poached egg is to then put it on a slice of whole wheat toast and then add a little avocado to it, about a quarter of a sliced avocado, and then just barely drizzle it with a little olive oil. My favorite breakfast. Besides and it fills the, you up too, yes, right? Yes, besides the fruit smoothie. The fruit smoothie is not going to um, the reason I add a little bit of of the milk and the ice cream is so that it will stick with me just a little bit longer that that I just described is a great way I also love peanut butter and banana together oh yeah I also love cheese sandwich with uh, uh, tomatoes and I don't use the whole you know one slice of bread is all I need and I can melt me a little cheese put the tomato over top of it fold it over and I'm ready to go and happy as a lark and then you mentioned the, the rolled oats. Yes. You know, with uh, uh, low-fat milk and um, half cup of fresh fruit, you've, you've got a, a nice nutrient-dense meal. So those are just some of the things that I have started to do to add um, fruits and vegetables uh, to my diet. Yeah, I actually love breakfast pretty much any time of the day. I have convinced my husband that we can do breakfast for dinner and it's, it's still a meal. And so that's exciting that we can do that. Now that the kids are gone, we can be really creative with our breakfast that we right. have for meals outside of outside breakfast. Of breakfast. Mm-hmm. But you can also take dinner type things. There's many times when maybe I have just a, a half a cup left of a pasta dish with salmon that I've eaten somewhere that's got veggies right. in it. And so I'll heat that up for breakfast. There's nothing wrong with doing that. You just have to watch the amount that you're eating um, when you're talking about those types of foods. It, just like the uh, college kids who heat up pizza for breakfast, right? That's Yes, yes, yes. Now, um, I had a, um, you mentioned breakfast, uh, I mean pizza, but I had a, a pizza that was covered with uh, arugula and it had a, um, all kinds of veggies on top of it. And then they had, there was no cheese. There was no sauce. Right. But but they baked it very quickly. Um, I suspected the bottom was already partially cooked. All that stuff kind of melted down. They drizzled a little olive oil on it. I added a little salt and it was absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like your normal pizza, but 
in that case, I probably would have eaten that for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, and I always like to tell my kids, I would rather you eat something rather than nothing. So if pizza is what you have, then go with pizza. <laughs> there you go. And so there's back to your nutrient dip. So maybe your breakfast is not the, the healthiest. So that's where you start thinking about, okay, how can I have a healthy lunch and a healthy right. snack and a healthy dinner for that day? And that's kind of what I mean by planning. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have something that's not you know is not as healthy as as you could, then you can make amends as the day goes by. It's, oh yes, it's about the whole day, it's about the whole week, it's about the whole month. Yeah, I I, I think that that's such an important reminder that one meal is not going to be the end of our healthy eating plan, right? That's exactly right. But we can get in the habit of eating breakfast. That's right. I I think that's a great way to end us for today. And we hope that everyone will have a great breakfast if you haven't already. Or if you are ready thinking about for tomorrow, then you can plan one for tomorrow. Sandra, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. I know you'll come back and we'll have some more fun food things to talk about. (laughs) It's always food with me, I have to tell you. That's right. I try to put food, nutrition, and food safety all in the same sentence. (laughs) It's all great. Yep. And that's how we need to do things, right? We all all need to think that way. To our listeners, if you are just joining us, you have tuned into Talking Facts, and we are available on all major podcast providers. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.